you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the unchanging, uncompromising love that you have for us. Particularly members of this church. Thank you for your divine visitations over the years. Thank you for your faithfulness. That there is no wall you cannot tear down because you want to get to us. That which you cannot do does not exist because you are the God of our flesh. Thank you for those of us in the sanctuary. Thank you, Lord, for those in their different locations. Thank you for families that are out of the country or out of the state. We pray, great God, that you'll keep each and every one and you'll bring them back safely. Holy Spirit, please continue to help us even as we worship our God. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Say better amen. amen. Keep standing as I read the scripture from Deuteronomy 2 and verse 25. Deuteronomy 2 verse 25. If, if you can relate with this scripture, I want you to respond. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven. Who shall hear report of thee and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Shake hand with your neighbor and say, God bless you. And be seated. The title of this morning's message is The Formidable Person. The Formidable Person. This sermon will be addressing you as a born-again Christian. Because at times, we act as though we have forgotten who we are. We act as though we had forgotten who our Father really is. And that our Father is the King of Kings. That our Father is the Lord of Lords. That there is no wall he cannot tear down because he wants to get to you. You are unique and you're special. So I'm addressing you as a Christian. And for those of us that are here to be Christians, I pray that you'll be born again before this day is over. The formidable person. Formidability is interpreted to mean this simple phrase. And that is a person with great strength. A person with the ability of getting things done. Based on the scripture we have just read, I believe there shall, there shall come a time in your Christian experience when your life becomes a dread to the kingdom of darkness. I don't like your amen. There should be a time when your detractors are so afraid of you because of the anointing that you carry. Listen to me, church. 
God has you in mind. When he made a pronouncement in the Bible, in Psalm 105 verse 15, he says, and I quote, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Because you are so formidable, there should be a time in your life whereby the more people want to harm you, the more blessed you are. I mean, there should be a time in your life when in your job place, you determine the temperature and not the other way around. You are so formidable that your boss will be afraid to demote you, not to talk of giving you a pink slip. Because of the anointing you carry. Don't forget that. That your father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. You belong to God. You are not ordinary. The elders will say, who is eating? And the dog is wagging his tail. It's a proverb. How dare your boss want to fire you when there is Christ in you? You are so formidable. You are so powerful. You have to realize it. You have to know it. The Bible says, Joseph the slave boy when he showed up as a slave in Potiphar's house, he was in charge. The only thing or the only one he was not in charge of was Mrs. Potiphar. We are talking about formability of the person of Christ. You are so formidable, brother. When Joseph showed up in the prison yard, he was in charge of the prison. Can you imagine a prisoner being in charge of the prison? And whatsoever he says, the scripture says, was law. <laughs> a prisoner was in charge of the prison. Can you imagine <laughs> the kind of food he will be eating? If he says he wants to eat turkey, roasted, it is done. You have to realize who you are in Christ. The Bible says, I hope my prayer people are ready because we are about to pray. The Bible says, this day will I begin to pray. Put a dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven. When they hear of you, they shall tremble. When they hear of you, they shall be filled with anguishment because of you. Come on, clap your hands, clap your hands. I say, Father, let this scripture be fulfilled in my life. Prayer, prayer. It is not there for fun. It is not there for fun. Father, let this scripture, Deuteronomy 2, verse 15, verse 25, let it be fulfilled in my life. Let it be fulfilled in the life of my children. Let it be fulfilled in my marriage. Pray and say, Father, put my fear upon the people of this earth. Put my fear upon my boss. Put my fear, my fear. Oh, how I wish you can pray that this verse will be fulfilled in your life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Oh, how, how, how I wish you know the power you carry inside of you. 
Yeah, this daughter of ours, she, she decided to better her life. And somebody in that setup was trying to mess her up. She was so, she was so discouraged and unhappy that she, she was crying. I said, I, I know. This will not go happen. What I mean by that, this will not happen. We prayerize the person. <laughs> it comes a time, brother, that you prayerize people. I didn't say pray for people, prayerize them. <laughs> there was this person that was also messing up with somebody that is very close to us. I said, ah, this is the way I was thinking. I said, ah, daughter, they, em they employed you, eh? This person messing you up, they employed her. I say, ah, ah. So an employ, employee, employer. Huh? An employee wants to mess up another employee. Ah, you know what happened? We did what? The formidable person. You are not ordinary. Don't act as an ordinary person. A formidable person. As a born again Christian, your formidability originates from Jesus Christ. It originates from Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says, Christ in you. There is a Christ in you. Ha! Ah. How can Christ be in you and the devil wants to... No, 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 no. Something is not right here. Stop comparing yourself with people. Because you are not part of the people. You are unique. I, I don't like your amen, honestly. <laughs> when you show up, everybody must be at attention. Haven't you read, I, I beg you, assignment, read Psalm 18 from verse 1 to the end. He said, listen, when they hear of you, they shall obey you. He said in a verse there, which I love very well, verse 45. He said, the strangers shall fade away. Amen. And be afraid, where? Out of their close place. Clap your hands and say, every stranger in my body fade away. I command you to fade away, fade away. Every stranger in my marriage, every stranger in my body, fade away. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Formability originates from Christ. That's why Acts 17, verse 28, Acts 17, 28, he said, in him we do what? In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Huh? You are not ordinary. Let me be the one to inform you. A formidable person He's so formidable because Christ is in him. Christ is in him, not crisis. Christ, Jesus Christ, is in him. And because Jesus Christ is in him, he is a very, very, very important personality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. How does he look? How does she look? Huh? Does he look timid? Does he look smart? Is his face shining? Is his teeth white? Is his shoe shining? And what do you say? <laughs> That's what I heard on Friday. You can
can do all things through Christ who strengthened you, who strengthens you to do exploit. Therefore, a formidable person is expected to be unmovable, unshakable, unbeatable. You must carry this mindset. You don't just take everything and anything that happens to you. You dissect them and say, this is not for me. And the thing we say, yes sir, we thought you want to receive it. Hallelujah. A formidable person. He is not finished when he loses. He only finishes when he quits. No. A, a formidable person does not quit when he or she loses. He only loses when he quits. The doctors, they, they were trained to tell you the truth, at least most of them. They will check you out and they will tell you what is wrong. If they want to solidify what they've just told, they will say, do x-ray. And if x-ray is not enough, they will say, you should do what? MRI. And they will tell you what they have seen. And most of them, they are telling you the truth. is what they saw. But you now decide what you want to accept. It's going to be unto you as you have accepted. I tell you the truth. It's not everything they dish out that you should be eating. <laughs> I tell you, I don't just eat anything for eating's sake. I select what I eat. I tell you, you don't just take words that they say to you and say, ah, that is the final say. It cannot be the final say. Anything that will not add value to your life has to be rejected and refused with all the venom in you. Ah, nobody can harass me because of the color of my skin. Whether it is white or black or yellow or chocolate. Because it's not about skin, it's about skill. <laughs> Steer the man, white or black, that is diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings and not mean men. Have you seen light skinned people that are beggars? If the color of the skin is the thing, no, you will not see white people begging. You will not see black people begging. You will not see Africans and Americans and Asians begging. It's not about the skin. You may have the whitest skin. If you don't have skill, nobody will listen to you. Formidability of a person originates by the way he thinks. Look at Nehemiah chapter 6. What did I just say? But before I, I get there, just to portray the point I'm making, the Bible said in Proverbs 20, 24, verse 16, it says what? A sinner falls. How many times? A sinner does what? Is that what you are reading from me or what is on the board? Huh? Oh, so a just man can fall. And that's why you don't 
evaluate the fall of people by saying to them, because you are not paying your tithe. By saying to them, because you don't attend Bible study. Hmm. A just man falls seven times. And what happened? I pray for you. You will rise again. I don't like your amen. I say you will rise again. You'll be prominent again. You'll be healed again. You'll be rich again. You will spend and be spent for the cause of the gospel. You'll be relevant again. You will do what you used to do for God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your amen sound like thunder. A formidable person does not believe one thing today and he believes something else tomorrow. <laughs> he does not believe one thing today. You know what I mean? Hey, baby. That's his wife. Mwah. I was facing another person's wife. <laughs> hey, baby. Mwah. Well, what is a mwah? What does that mean? <laughs> a person that is formidable loves his spouse till death do them part. A person that is formidable loves the Lord till death do them part. Weather does not weary a formidable person. Situations and condition does not weary anyone that is standing firm in the Lord is God. The formidable person. Hallelujah, somebody. Put your hands together for the Lord. A formidable person is an organized person. <laughs> Should I go deep into that? He's an organized person. He's a principled person. You can predict what he will do at every given situation. God said concerning Abraham, he said, I know. God wants to know how formidable you are. He says, I know Abraham will teach his children. I know Job. Satan, go and check him out. Does God know you? When the chips are down, when the lights are off, will the zip open up? Will your pant come down? When the lights are off, will you open your ties? You're not a formidable person if that happens. Job said, I have made a covenant. Job 30 verse 1, I've made a covenant with my eyes. If you are a formidable man, your eyes, you should make a covenant with your eyes. Men, they can look and see. There's one thing to look, it's another thing to see. Me, I see beautiful women. I see them all over the place. See them. See how see beautiful women. I only see you, but I don't look. There's only one woman I see and I look. I think you, you know her, right? I still do it. When we are together, I pretend as though I'm looking at something. I want to check the backyard. <laughs> there is something in that backyard. 
said to young people, what do you understand? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You are in church. A formidable person, those around him, they know his values. They know where he stands. A formidable person, when you give him or her an assignment, it is as good as done. Somebody that is so formidable, you don't monitor them to do their job. They do it because they are doing it unto the God of heaven. Whether the pastor is there or not, you are not doing it unto the pastor. You are doing it unto your God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. This group of people, their action and inaction is not based on what people say. Have you heard? What brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so had said concerning you? No, I've not. I've not. Ah, you've not. Hmm? Well, don't say I'm the one who told you. I will listen as you finish. You think I'm calling somebody. I will call the person. I say, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so said you said so-and-so concerning me. What says thou? It's because you are hiding it. That's why they come to you. How can you tell me not to tell the person? You, you don't own my mouth. I can use my mouth the way I want. Anything you tell me about somebody that told you about me, I'll go tell the person. The only thing I don't tell people is your confidentiality. That word, I didn't think I pronounced it well. Confidentiality. But you know where I'm coming from. I don't discuss your matters with people. Except you tell people, you will not hear it from me that brother so and so came to us for this and we did this. Except when you have messed up. So, the Bible says you will seek all the truth and hold to that which is right. Find that issue before you act. Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, look at that. A formidable person realizes that the irony of life is that this life is filled with finishers and quitters. Winners and losers. You know the saying now that quitters will never win and winners will never quit. Life is filled. This life is filled with those going to hell and those going to heaven. That's why we have to intensify our evangelism, telling people about Jesus. That is the irony of life. Look at Nehemiah 6, verse 11. Nehemiah 6, 11. We're talking about the formidable person. Nehemiah 6, 11. And I said, should such a man as I flee? Or who is there that being as I am will go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Look up. There are certain places that you should not go. As a formidable person, strip clubs are not meant for you. No, did I say strip club? No, adult club. I'm just saying the same thing, right? Because you are not ordinary. Anywhere Jesus will not go with you, don't go. Nehemiah said, I will not go. 
I will not go. A formidable person must decide the groups he hangs out with. Because it's a matter of time, you will become the group you hang out with. Nehemiah refused to be discouraged by negative comments of those who are not willing to work with him. Sir, as a formidable person, not everybody will work with you. Not everybody will believe your vision. Not everybody will believe in your goals and your aspiration. My children still in school. Not everybody wants to finish school. There are some just want to do their secondary education and they're okay. There are some that don't just want to do their college education, have the first degree, they're okay. But there are some of you that will say, no, I will get it to the PhD degree. Not everybody has that kind of vision and aspiration. Nehemiah said, no, I have a goal. I will not go to where this will want me to go. Shout hallelujah. He declared and said, no, I will not do it. A formidable person, don't expect everyone to agree with you. That's why you have to forsake the assembling of those who say that you don't deserve what you are praying for. You deserve it. You deserve a husband. You deserve a wife. You deserve to be healed. You deserve those children. You deserve to be promoted. You deserve to be elevated. You deserve it. The reason? Because Jesus Christ, in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, 2 Corinthians 8, he said, For I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that even though he was rich, he became poor, so that I, through his poverty, will become rich. God wants you to be rich. Look at your neighbor and say, you are seated beside a very rich person. Ask him, do you need a loan? Tell him to consult your secretary. <laughs> A formidable person. Listen to me, church. I'll round up now. As you journey through life, this life, the only life that you have to live, there are at least four groups of people that you will come across. And whether you know it or not, you belong to one, at least one of the groups. Group number one, those who make things happen. Those who do what? They are the Caleb and Joshua generation. When everyone, including Moses and Aaron, when they heard the report of the other spies, the Bible says that they they fell on their faces and they were weeping. Out of 12, 10 reporters caused pastor to weep. Pastor and the assistant pastor, they were weeping. Brethren, just project the Bible verses. I don't have the time now. Pastor and his assistant, they were weeping. Because 10 caused them sorrow. But Caleb and Joshua, they said, they tore their clothes and said, no way. We cannot see our pastor and his assistant cry. We are able. Be cheerful. We are able. The Caleb and Joshua generation, they caused things to happen. They will come to church like this. They will look at things that are not done. Not things that are done. A lot of you say, ah, pastor, nothing for us to do. And create one. Some of the department in this church was not initiated by pastor. They came to pastor. Pastor, this is what we think should be done. I would look at it and I will approve. You brought it. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Go and do it. Those who cause things to happen. Those who support the pastor. They are the Caleb and Joshua generation. Look at your neighbor and say, which group are you now? That's group one. Group number two. Those who watch things happen. You know, the first group, we have very few. Only Caleb and Joshua. Those who watch things happen. They are always in the majority. 
at least 50 sons of the prophet told Elisha, this cannot happen. They were watching it. Elisha was getting his breakthroughs. They were watching. I pray that you will not watch while people are getting things done. I, I don't like your amen. Those who watch things done. That's a group. They will come to church. Why is this church not clean? Why is this chair bent? Ah, Osha. Where is this mama? They call this mama Osha. Where is she? Look at this chair. It's not even straight. What's wrong with your hands? They are the one who will go to the restroom. I remember when I went to London for the first time. I went to this restroom first time in London, 1996. So I do the thing I have to do. So I went to the tap. Where I was coming from, you turn the tap. Ah, I said, look. Ah, where? where? Okay. I just went as I was going out because I, the water couldn't come out. This small Oyibo boy just came there, did what he, he just went in there and put his hand under. And water came out. Ah! So I allowed him to go. So I went in there and said, Ah! There are people who will go to the restroom after they've used the restroom, they will wipe their hands and just throw the tea on the floor. Who is going to take your feet? Uh -uh, the sanctuary keepers. If I catch you, I will slap you. Pick it up. That's what I will tell you. Because when I go in there, I used to use my hand to pick it up. If I catch you, I will say, pick it up. And use it to wipe your mouth. Those who watch things happen. They are in the husbands and the wives. You and your wife went out. Or you and your husband went out. And he was, she was cooking. Or as the case may be, he was cooking. I tell you, some husbands can cook them. You need to taste the food I have cooked. And you are seated. And the woman is going all over the place. Watching things happen. You better don't be part of that group. As madame is cutting okra. You'll be grinding the pepper. As he is boiling the meat. You yourself be... Be testing it. <laughs> I know where you're coming from. <laughs> Let's do this thing together. Don't watch things happen. Take care of the children. As Madame is baiting one, bait the second one. When our children were babies, <laughs> you need to see me. Put the big bowl. Put my legs there. Carry baby. Because I saw my mother do it. Put, I bait. Two are better than one. A formidable person does not just see things or look at things happen. They cause things to happen. Which group am I? The worst amongst the four are those who wonder what happened. In John chapter 9, 6 through to 9, they are the worst group of people. Eh? What just happened? These people saw, they knew somebody that was born blind. Instead of them acknowledging the miracles of God, they went to the father and said, yeah, we know that this man, we know that this man, this man, your son was born blind. 
We know that. But now, he's look, he's, look at him. He's looking at us. So wh- how did he, when did he start seeing? What, what does that got to do with the man he's seeing? Who made, who, who made it? Who, who, who caused it? How can that be an issue? Eh? When people begin to query God, how come you are so blessed? Huh? My car, I still use key, and you are using thumbprint. You know what I'm talking about? Now, how can that be your problem? Why not just thank God? People who just, they don't know that. What just happened? The father, I love the answer. He said, ah, you saw him, he was blind, eh? Now you can see. So why are you coming to me? He's of age, go meet him. Go and ask him. Go and ask him. What kind of people? They attribute what God is doing to the devil. And that pastor is using, is using juju. Did you, were you the one who directed him there? If using juju, if using voodoo, let him and his God. No, you don't judge. You are not a judge. You are what? A formidable person. You are not a judge. Give some people a hard effort and say, you are not a judge. You are not the judge. Stop judging. Group number four. That's the baddest. If there is any word like that. Bad, badder. <laughs> I hope I'm not teaching you guys different things. No. What is bad, badder, baddest? What is that? Those who do not know that anything happened. Your wife is frowning. The the one who looks at the face of the wife that knows that she's she's frowning. You don't even know that your, your wife's face has changed. You don't know. You don't know that monopause has set in. You don't know. You don't just know. And why, why, why is she hot today? She's cold tomorrow. Why? You just don't know. You don't just know that that bro is now 60, it's not 70. Bro, it's not 60, it's not 70. <laughs> they just don't know. They don't just know. Your son and your, do- your children, they used to be very vibrant. All of a sudden, they are caged in. They are withdrawn. Some of you, only my wife, she said, I'm sweating. Sign language. I've been with her for 40 years. <laughs> the worst group of people are those who don't know that their wife is not feeling well. Those who don't even know that their husband has lost his job. They don't know. A formidable person is attached to what they believe. They are attached to what they believe in. I believe in God. I am attached to God. Some of you, you don't even know when the Lord is rebuking you. You don't know. The Bible says when David caught the hem of of Saul's garment, his heart smote him. Our heart is so sealed with hot iron that even when the Holy Spirit is talking, say, yeah, you're talking, you all know. This one, I go drink them. I just talking your own. 
What is talking your own? You are just saying your own. The Holy Spirit is our God and our guide. You should know when the Holy Spirit has stopped talking to you. You used to be anointed and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. But here you are. You are not ordinary. The reason whoso breaketh the edge, the serpent will bite. You used to speak in tongues now. Where, where is it? You don't, eh? Tongues. The Bible said when Samson Samson with all his power he was visiting prostitutes like like changing diapers he did it and nothing happened but the Holy Spirit had been talking to him through his parents he said marry her for me she pleases me well young children my sons and my daughters, listen to daddy, listen to mommy. He may not be a computer guru. He may not be vast in social media, but experience is the best teacher. They have been through what you are going through now. They have burnt their fingers, and they don't want your fingers burnt. But here you are, old school. <laughs> old school. <laughs> Old school. A child may have many clothes than the father, but we never have many rags like the father. We have been through it, sir. We have gotten our fingers burnt in different ways, and we don't want you to go through the same route. That's why we are talking. May God help our dear home country, America. Ah, can you belt? Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't have belt today. Have side buckles. Those who don't know that anything happened will be left behind. We're talking about the formidable person. Luke 9 verse 62. Luke 9 62. Said he has laid his hands on the plow. No going back. And he said when you lay your hands on the plow. If you look back you are not fit. For the kingdom. You cannot be a formidable person. And end up with a devil. You have to be born again. You have to remain being born again. You have, to be, you have to be born again till the end. To him that endureth to the end shall be saved, shall rise. Four groups of people that you, you will encounter as you journey through this life. Group number one, those who make things Happen, the Caleb and Joshua generation. Group number two, those who watch things happen. They are in the larger group, the sons of the prophet. Group number three, those who wonder what happened. They talk down the power of God and what he has done. Group number four, those who don't know that anything happened. So the question is, which of the groups do you belong? Those who don't know that anything has happened. Do you know whether you're born again or not? Ah, Pastor, I'm a member of this church. Hey, no, that's not what I just said. Are you a member of the household of faith in God? Is your name written in the book of life? So you're going to pray that God, please help me that I will not end up with the devil. Begin to pray now. Begin to pray. And if you are not born again, those of us in the sanctuary and those of us in our different home, pray and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. 
as believers say, I have laid my hands on the plow. I am not going back. Begin to pray now. Begin to pray. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me from every spot, every wrinkle, every blemish. He said, I will, I will make you a terror to the kingdom of darkness. I will make you a dread to the kingdom of darkness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Makasia Roshanta Theatre, Mashenta Karapoko Session. Karapoko Session. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Makasira Moshantaradama. Thank you, Lord. You are a formidable person because of Christ in you, because of Jesus in you. In Him you live, in Him you move, in Him you have your being. Pray and say, Lord Jesus. Help me to continue to be formidable, to be strong, to do exploit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please look up. There are three key factors in the life of someone that is formidable. Three key factors. The way he thinks, the way he talks, he talks, and the way he sees. The way you think because of the Christ in you. The way you talk because of the Christ in you. The way you see life because of the Christ in you. A formidable person does not see life at face value. They see the future today. God told Abraham, see afar off, as far you can see. A formidable person sees far. The children may be messing up now. That's why I, 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 I used to say, I played my part by the grace of God religiously when my children were growing up. I tell you, they, they attest to it. So it is left to God now to take it over. I see my children according to Isaiah 8 verse 18. Say they are for signs and they are for wonders. Let them be doing their rascality now. I tell you, they are for signs and they are for wonders. <laughs> what is the style that is going on now that we didn't go through? Some of you, you, you don't use comb again. But in those days, you used to have afro. You know what I'm talking about? Where is the afro? This, don't tell me, this tight me, this thing. Uh, we did it now. In those days, we used to sit down. They would pull it out from us. Where is it today? It left. It came back. Do you know that I just saw some of my sons yesterday. They are now wearing baggy shirt. It's coming back again. This tie, it used to be tontering. I mean, it was wide like this. After some time, everybody was using narrow thing. You know what I did as a tailor? I just, I just, because I know it's coming back again. So when it came back again, I just removed the thread and I ironed it. A formidable person sees far. 
that you don't use today to evaluate your future because your future is a bright one. Your future is a better one. Your future is a bigger one. Your future is a glorious one. No, no, don't because you're having pains and, and pains and ache does not mean it will continue for life. It is going to fade off. For the strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. You talk. Though he slays me, Job said, I will keep on keeping on. Nehemiah said, I will not flee. Use your mouth. The way some of you talk, you have forgotten the son or the daughter whom you are. How can a boss be threatening to terminate your appointment? And you just say, you know, this is now America now. Hey, America? No, it has nothing to do with America. It has nothing to do with Africa. It hasn't, that's all to do with you. What you permit stays. Jesus Christ looked at the disciples and said, where is your faith? How can I be in the same boat with you? And you drown. If it was a Yoruba man, they'd say, but it was not. Speak. Grab your brother's hand, grab your sister's hand, and say, I'm, I'm, I'm really holy anger is in me. And we are going to, I'm going to pray along with you. Shake him, shake her, shake him, and say, Father. Come on, come on, say, Father. Every plant you have not planted, every plant you have not planted is trespassing. Is trespassing. Be rooted up, be rooted out. Be rooted out, be rooted out. The plantation of sickness be rooted out. The plantation of poverty be rooted out. The plantation of sorrow be rooted out. Be rooted out. The plantation of barrenness be rooted out. The plantation of singleness be rooted out. Every plant that my father has not planted shall be rooted out. Prayer. Prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let your amen sound like thunder. Look up. Naaman missed it because of the way he was thinking. I thought, please stop thinking. Start acting. You know what happened, sir? Okay, saying, you know what happened? His boys. Because the Bible says he went away with a rage at with her. You know how some women will look at you. Leper left his healing behind. So his boys were looking at him. Say, my work by look at this man. They went to come here. If he had told you. To do something difficult, wouldn't you do it? Now, come on, girl, go into the water. That's how he went, and he was healed. A formidable person does not surround himself with sacrifice. You surround yourself with people who tell you the truth, the bitter truth. That's why I say, my children, you got to ask. I'm not your friend, though. I'm your father. Obey me and honor me so your days will be long. How can you call your children friends? I'm not your friend. I'm your father. And I tell them the truth. But it got to a time that our, all our children, they are our friends now. Yeah. That they not tell us what to do. You have to wear this. You are not going anywhere. I say, okay. Yes, ma. Don't surround yourself with sacrifants. Surround yourself with people who will tell you the truth. If you see me getting close to you, because I know that you can, you can look me eyeball to eyeball and say, with all due respect, sir, this one is not correct. This one is not right. My greatest... 
outside of the Lord. The person that will look me, I, I, I say, Pastor, you can't do this one. It's not right. You are wrong. You know who that person is? Huh? Mama? Mama? Say it now. Mama? If I want to hear the truth, I will go to her. She will give me this shit the way it is. <laughs> some, some are we yari. You know what yari? <laughs> she will just be looking at me. I will be the one who will go back to her and say, you are right, you are correct. She knew I wa she was right right from the beginning. That some of you, husband, your wife cannot talk to you because you say you are the head. Head without body is dead. Some of you, your husband cannot even talk to you. Say, I'm the one paying the bill, man. I'm the one paying the bill, man. So because you are paying the bill, you don't become a husband now, right? Surround yourself. Jesus Christ looked at his disciples. He says, except you repent, you will likewise perish. And that's why any day I'm afraid to tell you the truth, it's time for me to retire. And I'm not, I know they retire now. And any time that the truth I'm telling you is bitter, take your Bible and leave. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Fornication is a sin. Adultery is a sin. Cheating is a sin. Laziness is a sin. Which one again? Lying and cheating. So you're going to stretch your hands towards the altar. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up Bread of heaven Fill me till I want Look up. I changed the last phrase of that uh, song because there is no feeling to the point that you don't need God anymore. So it's going to be till I overflow. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench. This thirsting of my soul, bread of heaven, fill me till I overflow. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. May that be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. May you do exploit for the God of heaven. You are formidable. You will continue to be formidable in the name of Jesus. When they hear of you, they will obey you. When they hear of you, they will be terrified. Anyone that wants to do evil, evil is your portion in the name of Jesus. Whoso digger the pit for you shall fall inside. Whoso roulette a stone, the stone with boomerang. Back to sender. Back to sender. Back to sender. You are healed in the name of Jesus. You will be prominent in the name of Jesus. Your life will get better. We get better. We get stronger. We get wider. You are uplifted in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So I decree. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. 
Give seven people a hard high five and say, you shall be celebrated. You shall be celebrated. You shall be celebrated. Hallelujah. 